This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And I think we all know the basic premise of, of SETI, uh, the movie Contact, I think a lot of us saw, which is basically that uh, we have these satellites that scan the cosmos and that hopefully one day maybe we'll pick up uh, some kind of a signal uh, from an alien race. Maybe it'll be an inadvertent interception of uh, some kind of transmission or maybe we'll find something that's meant for us that was sent to us because apparently there's a big difference and uh, i know dr shostak will be able to explain that to us if there was an alien civilization that was just sending out a signal just randomly in all directions that would be a far more advanced civilized than perhaps we can even imagine because of the amount of energy it would take to do that. But here's the, the story, and here's what's got everybody talking this week, as is uh, described here at scientificamerican.com. In May of 2015, the Ratan 600 radio telescope in Russia, Zelenchukskaya, Zelenchukskaya, Russia, detected the signal from the direction of HD 164595, a star about 94 light years away in the constellation Hercules. This is a star very much like our own sun, albeit slightly older, an estimated age of 6.3 billion years. It also harbors at least one known planet, an uninhabitable Neptune-sized world, though, of course, others more habitable could exist in the system. So what was this signal? No one's quite sure at this point. So let's uh, talk about alien signals and what these Russian scientists found and what might possibly explain this signal. Uh, Dr. Seth Shostak, as mentioned, uh, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute, uh, author of the book Confessions of an Alien Hunter. Dr. Shostak, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Rob. All right. Well, what's curious about this is uh, the fact that we're just hearing about it now. These Russian scientists uh, made this observation a year ago. So what's the backstory here? Well, yeah, the backstory is, shall we say, murky, Rob, but I got, (laughs) because indeed, the Russians apparently observed this star system, which is known to have a planet, by the way, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a star system about 95 light years away, so what is that? That's uh, 600 uh, trillion miles, that's, you know, what what I have on my Honda, and they, they found a signal, and they didn't really tell anybody about it, so... I got an email, as many of us did over the weekend, from an Italian astronomer we know who said, hey, you know, this is an interesting signal. And somebody wrote a blog post about it, and, and you know, thereafter the dam broke, and uh, everybody has been saying, hey, look, you know, maybe this is ET on the line. So uh, we've been following up on it ever since. All right. Well, what's unique about this signal, then? What, what is so tantalizing about it? Well, it's, you know, that's, that's actually a good question, because... You know, you point an antenna at the sky, and you're going to find signals all the time. That's, that's a fact. And the reason is you're using a big antenna. In our case, we've got a receiver that, you know, listens to 40 million channels all at once. It's kind of a man's dream. You don't, you know, ruin your marriage by clicking through the channels. You get 40 million all at once. And you, you're, you're going to find signals every 10 seconds. Of course you are because of telecommunications, satellite, radar down at the local airport, whatever. So finding a signal is not a big deal. But the, the claim was that this signal seemed to be coming from the direction of a star not too far away known to have a planet and maybe more than one. So, you know, it's worth checking out. 
So that's indeed what we were prompted to do, and have spent the last two nights <laughs> with our own antennas, you know, trying to see if we can find the signal. All right. Well, what would we expect an alien signal to look like? It's not necessarily going to be uh, an obvious and discernible message to us, is it? No, of course not. I mean, in the movies, the aliens are always pretty uh, good with a, a colloquial English. <laughs> right. But... <laughs> But in, in, in fact, they might not be, uh, but none of that is much of a concern because what you're doing with these kinds of experiments is not trying to find the message. That turns out, for technical reasons, to be a very hard thing to do. What you're trying to do is find that there's any signal there at all. So you essentially uh, turn you know, the, 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 the radio dial around or the radio knob around the dial, listening for some spot on the dial where there's a lot of radio energy. There's a, some sort of signal there. You don't know if it's AM, FM, TV, radar. You don't know. You have no idea. But that's mm-hmm. not the thing you're interested in. You just want to find that something is on the air. And if you find that, of course, you probably get enough money to build something that might allow you to go back and look for a message. All right. So you're not convinced at this point that this uh, particular signal has extraterrestrial roots. No, I'm not, because this is what's happened. Uh, the Russians found this in May of 2015, as noted. We've spent the last two weeks, uh, two weeks, two nights, only two nights, <laughs> the last two nights, using our Allen telescope array, trying to find that signal again, and we have not been able to do, to do so, even though we have a sensitivity which is actually higher than what they had. So if the signal were there and still there, we should have found it, and we didn't. There's also a group at the University of California at Berkeley that looked, and they didn't find it either. So what does that mean? I I suspect that the Russians probably tried to find it a second time and didn't, because had they done so, I I suspect they would have called up somebody. I I think what this is is just an unexplained thing. It's like a bump in the attic. You know, it could be all sorts of things. You might like to suppose that it's due to ghosts, (laughs) but that would be maybe an unwarranted (laughs) conclusion if you only heard it once. More likely it was rats. Okay, well, if there was some kind of one-time blast, one-time signal blast from from some kind of uh, extraterrestrial civilization, would it necessarily be then an ongoing signal that one could go back and find? Well, now you're asking a question about the behavior of aliens and you know, what they're likely to do. And unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of data on that, so nobody really knows. It could be, I mean, this is 95 light years away, right? That means that our, our television, our radar, all that stuff hasn't even reached them yet, right? Because that yeah. kind of started in the Second World War. I mean, there was AM radio before that, but, you know, they, they couldn't pick that up. AM radio tends to be bent by the ionosphere. doesn't really go into space. So they don't even know we're here. Why would they, you know, ping our planet? Uh, now, that's a question that nobody has an answer for except the aliens themselves. So, I, you know, I don't hear a good motivation for why they would ping us, but one never knows, of course. You're talking about societies about which you know nothing. Okay, but what we're listening for is not necessarily, we're not expecting to pick up the, the radio broadcast or the television broadcast from some civilization 94 light years away. Well, no, that's not, not entirely so. Uh, we have a list of 20,000 stars, uh, we're, we, we're tending to concentrate on the smaller stars these days, that we're systematically observing with our antennas, right? And they're all within, yeah you know, typically a few hundred light years. So this would be a star system that we would, you know, look at. Uh, There's nothing to rule it out as being uninteresting. The fact that it's 95 light years away, well, I mean, it's not that far, cosmically speaking. It's only one one one-thousandth of the distance across the galaxy. So it's kind of in our backyard.
Okay, but you, you've made the point, though, that if we we're actually talking about an alien civilization that was uh, sending out a signal and just sending it out randomly in, in all directions, that that would require, uh, shall we say, a tremendous amount of energy. So what's the difference between that kind of a signal and just, you know, the typical radio or television signals that we've been sending out into space for decades? Well, uh, it depends on what they have at the other end. It, if, if they're broadcasting in all directions at once... Right, and that would at least obviate the the problem about why would they end you know aim any signal our way if they're just broadcasting uh, the local weather reporter, if you will, to the galaxy, then you can you know work the numbers backwards and figure out well how how powerful a transmitter would they need in order for us to pick up that signal at the level that was claimed by the Russians, and that turns out to be a hundred billion billion watts. And I got to say, that's a big energy bill. I mean, that's a, a really an enormous amount of energy. I, who knows what aliens can wield? But that 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 seems to me a kind of an unreasonable n- uh, number. If you say, no, 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 they have some specific interest in us, and every you know two years they beam a, a signal in our direction, then of course the energy cost can be lower, still high, but not necessarily that high, depending on how big their antenna is. Um, so. The, the other prospect, then, that, that a, a civilization might be targeting us directly, that uh, there's intelligent life on that planet, let's send them a message. That would be premised, of course, on them knowing we exist. Well, I, I think so. I mean, it, it could be that what they will know if they do astronomy, and if they're an intelligent species, I, I hope they do some astronomy, uh, with any big optical telescope, they could see perhaps the Earth as a little dot, and they would know that there's oxygen in the atmosphere of Earth. That's not such a hard thing to learn, even from great distances. So they would know that there's photosynthesis on Earth. In other words, they would know that there's grass or cabbage or trees or something. So they would know there's life here. And, you know, they wouldn't know there was intelligent life, but at least there's life. And so maybe, maybe, just as an interesting little project, they ping the nearest, who knows, million planets known to have life occasionally just to see if anybody answers. So that kind of a scenario is not, you know, totally unreasonable, but it makes a lot of suppositions about the motives of the aliens. All right. Well, regardless of what happens... uh around this signal and what, what these Russians found a year ago, do you, you remain optimistic that we're, we're closer to, to actually detecting something? I think so. And the reason that I'm optimistic, obviously, I have a vested interest in being optimistic, I suppose you could say. But I, the reason that I am is, has to do with the technology. Uh, what we've learned, of course, from astronomy is that most stars have planets, and maybe 20% of all stars have planets which could support life. I mean, it's a pretty high percentage, it seems. So there's a lot of real, uh, real estate out there that could uh, house some aliens. The reason that I'm optimistic that we might find something has to do with the technology used for the search. We're getting, you know, faster and faster computers all the time, and that speeds up our search. Uh, And look, if you're going to explore the Pacific, it's better to have a fast ship rather than a slow one. Uh, What about, by the way, the the recent uh, discovery of the the planet around Proxima Centauri? Is there uh, any cause for for listening in, in in that neck of the woods? Oh, I think so, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it is and probably will always remain the closest possibly habitable planet to us, you know, other than the ones in our own solar system. So it's always going to be in the, in the astronomy textbooks, that, that planet, for sure. Uh, we don't know whether, you know, we don't know much about that planet because we haven't actually seen it. We've only detected it because of the slight wobble it causes in the star Proxima Centauri itself. But uh, the, the trouble with it is it's hard to observe 
uh, in the northern hemisphere. Well, it's impossible to observe in the northern hemisphere. Any any observatory farther north in Miami, for example, can't see it because it's in the deep southern sky. We did look at it with a radio telescope in Australia back in 1995. Uh, the aliens, if there are any, were coy. We didn't pick up a signal. All right. Well, more at uh, SETI.org. That's the website for the, the SETI Institute. Uh, Dr. Shostak, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. I always appreciate it. It's certainly a pleasure, Rob. If, if I can get my tongue working again, <laughs> definitely a pleasure to speak to you. Well, we'll talk again soon, hopefully. Thanks again. Okay. Take care. Seth uh, Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute, uh, SETI.org. So uh, he's not convinced that these uh, Russians found uh, an alien signal, but I guess there's the somewhat disconcerting prospect that we may never know. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.